0: Kansas City is plus 3 at Carolina.
1: Talk. To yeah, me. This is fascinating cuz something we go uh, over every week is home teams are have a 3 point home field advantage. Thus if the teams are even home teams going to be favored by 3. Carolina, a team below 500 is favored by 3 against the KC team and a lot of listeners are going to say really RJ, last 20 games, they're 17 and 3. A lot of people don't realize that. Kansas City, 17 and three straight up last 20 games, but somehow a team below 500 is their equal. Once again, showing Vegas does not obsess over wins and losses, but rather how good they think the team is. And if you really look at Carolina, Carolina is a team that's historically started slow. You might say, wait a minute, last year they were 15 and one. True. But other than that, this year they started two and five. 2014, 2-2, two two. 2013, 1-3, 2012, 1-6, 2011, 1-5. So Rivera has started slow, but he's always played really well after the bye. And I think we've got a situation. Vegas is much higher on Carolina than the average fan. That's why they're laying three against KC. And, you know, Stephen, I say this about once a month. If you disagree with Vegas, they will bet you that they're right. Denver plus one and a half at New Orleans. Explain. And that's one the lines actually moved up. Lines up to now the Saints in some spots this is almost hard to believe, favored by three. So once again, that's saying Saints are an equal team to Denver. Wow. That is a sign of a lack of respect for Denver, and I tend to agree with it. He, I,
0: I don't want to lay three. I was getting ready to say they defend, they're struggling to defend the run. They're struggling to defend against line, uh, against tight ends. Uh, Their secondary is elite, but that's when it comes to the wideouts. Uh, everything else is suspect on the defensive side of the ball for the Denver Broncos. I don't have a problem with that line, and I agree with you. And then let's flip on the other side of the ball. How did Denver do so
1: well on the road the last couple of years? Great defense, really strong running game, and then Manning passing appropriately when necessary. Well, what did we see last week against Oakland? A team that couldn't run the ball. C.J. Anderson out. And people don't realize C.J. Anderson really moves the needle. And a lot of people might say, well, the backup Booker, he's pretty good, right? You know, young guy, a lot of optimism about him. He's had a fumbling problem. And do you know how we know for sure Denver's worried about the fumbling? Last week, Booker only carried the ball 10 times. So they don't want him running too much, And the whole team, the whole Bronco team only had 33 yards rushing last week, 33 yards rushing. Yeah. So if you can't run on the road, what do you do? You have to throw. Do you really want Simeon in the, the, the dome down in New Orleans, throwing the ball? I don't think so. I don't want to lay three, but I, if I could just pick the winner in this game, I would make a big bet on the saints.
0: We're talking to RJ Bell right here with Stephen A. on SiriusXM Mad Dog Sports Radio, Los Angeles Rams, plus two and a half at the New York Jets. Talk to me.
1: Yeah, this is fascinating because there actually has been some late money on the Rams, a team a lot of people have been down on this year. Case Keenum, obviously not very good. This Rams team, 28 on offense if you look at the yards per play. So, not impressive. But in a way, Stephen, I think the Rams on the road might be an advantage this week. Now, you're thinking, wait, why? Us. Because Case Keenum's not going to feel so self-conscious, right? If you think if you're going to throw three incomplete passes in a row, you're going to start getting booed, you start to worry. So I think this is a good week for them to be on the road. And listen, I know you follow the Jets closely. Good T- running team. Toughest schedule in the league so far first six weeks well no if you just look at the whole season it's been the Mm -hmm. toughest if you add it all up and i think this team was beat up physically they've been demoralized and i i'll be honest with you i've been a fan of coach Bowles, but man it feels like he's
0: losing the the team's getting away from him here so i would lean rams atlanta i've been very, very very interested in this game right here atlanta plus one and a half At the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, I I like the Falcons here. Uh,
1: You know, we talk about it a good bit, yards per play. Now, what does that mean? It means every time you snap the ball on offense, how many yards do you gain per play? And on defense, when the opponent snaps the ball, how many yards do you give up? If you take the net of that, that tells you how good you are, right? If you're zero, let's say, you give up the same as you gain, oh, you're an average team. If you have a nice plus number, you're a really good team. If you have a negative number, you're a bad team. Right now, in the NFL, yards per play, wise guys love it, the number one team, and it's not even close, the Atlanta Falcons. So this is a team a lot of people say, oh, they started hot last year. They're going to fade. I don't think so. They've had a tough schedule. They've stood tall. I think the Falcons are a playoff team and a dangerous playoff team. Eagles, I'm not as down on them as some people think. They actually outplayed the Giants. They just got unlucky. Here's the thing I'm interested
0: in. I like such a get- nice guy,
1: RJ. You're such a nice guy. Go <laughs> ahead. I'm just, I'm just speaking. Speaking the truth. I'm just right. speaking the okay. truth. Okay, okay. I, I know your I know your New York connections. But, but here's my question to you, quite frankly. if you, I'm guessing you watched that Eagles game. Yes, I did. Early in the year, the Eagles were one of the most conservative teams. They weren't going it on fourth. They weren't throwing downfield. Last week, they went forward on fourth multiple times. They failed. And it, it just feels like they got much, much more aggressive going downfield. And it felt like
0: almost like an overreaction to the criticism. Which, what do you the, think? Which, uh, yeah, It might be. So what does that say to you about the coaches? It you tot- reacted to the people instead of doing what you know how to do? And
1: I'll tell you this, Peter, it's been a question mark. Schwartz has been a good D.C. You know, some guys, it's that old Peter principle, right? You can only go so far, and if you go one more level, you're out of your element.
0: I think Schwartz is a great D.C. There's big question marks about the Eagles head coach. Wow. Uh, Jay Bell right here Stephen A. with Stephen A. on XM at Doug Sports Radio. What do you mean there's big question marks about Doug Peterson? You're talking about from Vegas? You're talking about something else? Or, exactly. Or no, just no, based I, on what you've seen?
1: No, no, Vegas. I'm always talking Vegas. And what I mean is that coaches are worth points, right? So imagine if Belichick had, you know, some, you know, emergency and he couldn't coach. That would mean something. It wouldn't move the needle. And some coaches, Vegas, if they left, they wouldn't really – shrug and say, hey, might be an upgrade next guy. And Eagles are a team – if you really look at it, what did Peterson do? Right, he was at Kansas City. So Andy Reid. Now, how do you know how much of that?
0: How do you know how much of that is Reid? How much of that? Not is only that, Andy Reid didn't have the strongest reputation on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, agreed. And then he goes and gets the head, and it just doesn't feel. This is an. I think a minimum, he's unproven. Okay, let's move on to the next game. Minnesota plus two and a half at Washington. You know, a lot of people had, especially when Brady was out, a lot of people had Minnesota's the best team in
1: the NFL. Serious people that I respect. Vegas guys had them number one at some point. Now they've lost three in a row. I think a lot of it has to do with the offensive line. A lot of injuries. I don't care who you are. You lose a lot of guys in the offensive line. Even the Two Two starters, yeah, and that's—I thats 40 I mean, that's, percent of the offensive line, right? Mm-hmm. And then the question is, how good's the backup? Because whenever you talk about value of a player, there's the old Vegas joke: How valuable was Joe Montana? Oh, about a half a point. When Steve Young was his backup, right? It's always relative, and it seems like the drop-off of Minnesota has been significant. You got to start wondering, Adrian Peterson. Everyone kind of shrugged off, oh, running backs—they're replaceable. Well, I tell you, obviously, well, they don't know off- what
0: the, they don't know what the hell they're talking about because Adrian Peterson's presence alone scared the living hell out of you. And here's the thing: how often does an offensive
1: coordinator resign? Right, you hear guys getting fired. I I gotta be honest with you. It's the first time I remember a coordinator resigning in, a, in my a, but memory. But North Turner's been
0: around a long time. You exactly. know what I mean? But, but saying, he, he, don't, he don't need the job. Okay, so But the question
1: is, he was getting a, bi- a really big check, right? So the question is, what is going on inside that locker room? Because we've been giving Zimmer a lot of love. I mean, it's like, oh, he's like Belichick in the in the NFC. A lot of people said that early in the year. you got to wonder about the amount of turmoil. So right now, I listen, I think the Skins are overrated. They've won a lot of close games. So I don't want a of either of these teams. I do find it interesting that line at two and a half, Stephen, is pretty much saying Redskins are almost
0: as good as the Vikings. Wow. Uh, you know what? That, that doesn't surprise me at all. I look at the Redskins right now, and, I mean, they talked a lot of trash. They haven't backed it up. But at the same time, I still think they're very capable talent-wise. I agree. Now, that's another example with the coaching.
1: If you polled professionals in Vegas who's the worst coach in the NFL, a lot of people would say Gruden. I mean, he probably would win that vote, quote-unquote win.
0: But still, this team's winning a lot of close games. Let's move on. Green Bay, minus 2.5 at Tennessee. Yeah, I think you're going to be surprised here. I like the Titans. I was shocked. What's the with you? What's the matter with you, RJ? <laughs> What's the matter with you, man? I'm a contrarian, Stephen. I'm I, I'm always looking to go against the big names. And I'll tell
1: you this: I was shocked that Green Bay lost last week because they are so good at home historically. 29 10 and 1 straight up since 2012 29 10 and one I mean that is strong so, you know almost 75 percent and then on the road though Green Bay is below 500 now think about that 2012 13 14 15 16 yep. those are great years for the Packers and the idea that you can't win half your games on the road this the home road split for Green Bay is about as big as anybody and I'll tell you this about Aaron Rodgers even when they were winning and winning divisions and making Super Bowls, A lot of people were you heard it more than me you're on the inside yelping about him yap 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 he's not a leader California cool now they're not playing so well he's not playing so well and after the game he starts calling out his team I really question what kind of leadership I'm not going to question the leadership because I don't know enough to know what a good leader does in an NFL locker room. but I think there might be some negative ramifications at this point because of the problems oftentimes NFL teams will come together when they face turmoil, but sometimes they split apart. I wouldn't be shocked if they split apart. Surprised at all that Brett Favre opened his mouth? You know, I mean, Favre likes to be in the
0: news, right? We yes, know that he does. Much. And yeah, he ha- those Wrangler Jeans commercials might not be enough <laughs> attention for him, you know? Well, he wants a, his next commercial, right? Mm-hmm. I don't
1: put it past them. <laughs> so I don't think that stuff means a lot. But, you know, if you, if you listen to the stories, and there's a book out recently where, you know, the idea of, of uh, Roger saying, hey, Grandpa, the first time they met. Yep. Obviously, that's the kind of thing you would think
0: Favre doesn't forget. Mm. Miami plus three and a half at San Diego. Who's been a surprise? Yeah, well, San Diego's a surprise. Yes. Still below five hundred, right? I, I mean, know, but still in all, I thought they would be dead in the water after losing the opening game, for crying out loud. And the you know, what look what they've done. And our theme has been coaches today, and,
1: and just to kind of
0: reaffirm,
1: McCoy is a top-10 coach in the eyes of Vegas, a guy who likely would have been fired if they had lost that Denver game, is considered a top-third-of-the-league type coach. Here's Why? the thing. Why but, is he considered that? You know, when it comes to that assessment, it's usually the X's and O's guys. Like, they watch the All-22, and they're like, you know, I don't do this, right? So I listen to them and learn. But they'll be like, oh, look at the way he brought in the, the big safety. You know, they went to the big nickel instead of having three linebackers. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know about you, but I'm not an X's and O's guy. Mm-hmm. But
0: I respect the guys that do watch the film, yep. and they really like McCoy. Mm. So the Dolphins are three and a half. Plus three and a half at San Diego. You cool with that line? Yeah, I think it's right. I would lean Dolphins, and here's why. San Diego has one of the weaker home fields in the
1: NFL advantages here. And it's because they have a lot of transients, so people don't have that dedication to their hometown team. And also there's been a lot of speculation about San Diego leaving, and there was a vote this week that went down. So there's two ways the Chargers could react to this. One is like, man, we're out of here, you know, and the crowd is like, oh, they're out of here or it could be, man, this is our team. We got to cheer them on and hope they stay. My Mm. guess is it's more apathy, but there could be a real, you know, strong performance to try to salvage the situation. I think the biggest X factor
0: in this game is how does the San Diego crowd react and how does the Chargers react to playing at home? Let's be a a little quick with these last two ones. Dallas Cowboys plus two and a half at Pittsburgh Steelers.
1: I'm a Steelers fan, but I'll bet against them as much as on them. I like them here. Here's why three is like who here i like pittsburgh 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 here three is home field since we're only laying two and a half the implication is that dallas is the better team i don't think that's true vegas doesn't think that's true keep in mind the record again right it looks like dallas is the better team they've covered the spread seven straight times but right now vegas considers these to be even teams one of the things that makes dallas look better they've had the easiest schedule in the nfl statistically so far well so i like pittsburgh
0: but here's where you confuse me you're Talking about Dallas Cowboys, you know, they, they, they're, they're plus two and a half. They're considered the better team. Well, if you're plus two and a half, you're being given two and a half points, ain't you? Yeah, but as we talk about, home field is three. So if Pittsburgh's at home, as they are, and they
1: were even, Pittsburgh would be a three-point favorite, right? Like in the Carolina game. Right. The fact they're less than three is the market saying, actually, you've got to account for Dallas being better,
0: so make that line less than three. That's what I disagree with. All right. Seahawks, plus seven and a half at New England. So basically, you're giving the Seahawks seven and a half points. So they're clear underdogs in this game. Yeah, big over a touchdown. And for those that listen closely, I
1: rarely lay over a touchdown. But one of my best bets of the week, the Patriots. And here's why. Belichick off a buy, Some call him the genius. I think it's justified. Last 13 years, regular season and playoffs, 28 games off a of bye. He's won 23 of them. 23 and 5. And Seattle is one of the most tired teams in the NFL, if not the most tired. Check this out, Stephen. Average NFL teams just about 60 plays a game that they defend on defense. In the last 3 games, Seattle has defended about 80 plays per game. So an extra 20 oh. per game. So you add that up, 20 20 20 is 60. It's like they've played an extra game. In the last three games, I think you got an extra-tired team, and
0: you do not want to have an exploitable problem against Bill Belichick. You know off what I've five. said? I don't care if he's fat and eating a bunch of donuts. I think they should grab Cam Chancellor, the coaching staff in the hierarchy, should go find Marshawn Lynch and beg him to come back for the stretch run. They need an attitude adjustment. They need beast mode in there to remind them of the beast they can be. That's what I think. I, to close, I'll say this.
1: If Seattle, when they are rested... I think they have a top three defense still. I just think they're so tired right now.